Hillbilly Horror Stories presents Eerie Encounters. I wanted to share an experience that happened to me when I was about 10 years old. I grew up in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I grew up very close to the zoo with a ditch in the Rio Grande River that run along the zoo. As I said before, this happened when I was about 10 years old. I was hanging out with the usual group of guys that I always hung out with. One night, we were hanging out at my house, riding our bikes in the alley, when we heard the animals at the zoo. It seemed like the animals started to go crazy, which wasn't unusual. I've heard this several times living so close to the zoo. One of my friends that had never heard the noise started to freak out and ask why they did that. So I told him the story that my mother had told me and my siblings when I was younger. I know that you guys have covered La Llorona on a past show, and I know that you're familiar with the story. The story that my mother told us was that a young woman met this really handsome man, and they were married and had two kids. She found out that her husband was being unfaithful to her, so in anger, she drowned her two children to hurt him. For that, she was punished for eternity, crying and searching for her children. My mother says that she walks the ditches in the river looking for her children crying. And that's why the animals at the zoo go crazy, because they sense the evil. Now, that story was always used to keep the kids in line. That we better be good and listen to our parents, or she would appear and come get you. And that was enough for me. But of course, there was always one friend who doesn't believe. That friend would eventually talk us into riding our bikes to that section of the woods, a place that we would kind of hang out during the day. So that night, we all decided to go there and tell ghost stories. Another one of my friends brought a boombox just in case we got bored with the stories, we could hear some music. So we were probably there for an hour when we were freaked with the stories, so we started listening to music. Of course, all of us were still on the edge with La Llorona in the back of our minds. Right about then, we hear some noises coming from the edge of the river. I told my friend to turn off the radio so we could hear it better. While I'm trying to get a better look, I realize that the music is still on. I look back at my friends trying to figure out why the music's still on, when I looked at their faces, there was total fear. The radio would not turn off. They even removed the batteries and it still played. We left the radio, jumped back on our bikes and headed home. That night, I couldn't sleep. A couple of weeks later, school started. I would see my friends in the hallway and we would say hi and hang out during lunch, but no one ever talked about it again. Hope you guys enjoyed the story this was one of the scariest experiences I've ever had. That story was from Rudy. Since I've been old enough to remember, I've had many strange unexplained things happen in my life. The earliest that I can recall was around age five with strange dreams. I'm now much older and still have things happening around me. I always feel when spirits are near. The most recent is in the house where we live now and at night 
when I'm alone in bed, I can feel what I can only describe as what seems like someone or something coming and sitting on the bed beside me. I have lots of stories and I hope to share them with the group. I will start with this one. The house that we live in now was built in 1905. We are in an area where part of the Civil War was fought. There is actually a battlefield just a few miles down the road that has had some paranormal investigations in the past. But back to our house. I've tried to find any information on the house that I can, but nothing dates back far enough for me to get any detailed information. When we first moved in, things started happening almost immediately. Our son-in-law had someone whisper, Hey! in his ear one night when he was in bed. I heard a child giggle come from behind me early the next morning. We've all seen shadow people, and I've had to express to them that they are welcome to share the home with us, but they have to leave the children alone, who are 5 and 11 respectively. So far, so good with the children. We caught some very interesting EVPs one night that I kept my recorder going in the kitchen area of the home, as that seems to be the one place that's the most active. What I can only describe as a female voice tells us that she was shot and so was her child. She said that he was an evil man but never told us who he was in relation to knowing her. In my mind's eye, I can see her as a being, a thin woman with long dark hair and I see a small child, but I never see the face of the child, just that it is possibly a male child. I feel her presence here. She, I believe, is the one who comes to sit by me on the bed. There's also a man here. He just feels like a wanderer, though. Maybe a soldier of one of the battles in the area. I've got lots more to fill you all in with as time goes along. I'm working backward from now until my very first experience that I can recall. I will leave you with another quick one. We moved into a house in February of 2011. That house was built in 1982. Our granddaughter lived with us at the time. She was only two. One day, while she was in the bedroom playing, I heard her having a full-blown conversation and laughing up a storm, so I went in to check on her. I asked who she was talking to, and she said, Cinda, but you can't see her. I asked why I couldn't see Cinda, and her response was, because she walks through walls. I, along with my daughter and son, decided one night, while the grandbaby was at her dad's house, to do an EVP session. My daughter and I were sitting on the couch, with a recorder between us, and I asked who was there with us. We caught the best EVP I have ever caught before. A little girl's voice saying, They can't see us. Us. I only knew of Cinda. Later, I asked my grandbaby what happened to Cinda, and she said, Oh, she left. She doesn't like Matthew. Nobody in our house was named Matthew. Maybe some of what I have has been passed down to other generations. That story was from Pamela in Kentucky. This is the craziest thing that I have ever encountered. 
I'm a registered nurse, and I used to work night shifts in a nursing home. We had a resident named Irma, we all called her Irm for short, that had a bad habit of wandering around in the night across the gallery that overlooked the nurse's station. On one particular night, Irm had been hurrying back and forth for a good while, so I called out to her. My colleague next to me asked who I was speaking to. I pointed and I explained that I was talking to Irm. My colleague had a look in her eyes as she was thoroughly confused, and she said, Irm, really? She died two nights ago. Story was sent from Katie in Michigan. This didn't happen to me, I was just a witness to it. My dad died in my childhood home. He was a Mr. Fix-It type of guy and had several tools and other things that he would etch his initials, RCM, into. All in the same handwriting, carved very deeply. Now, a few years after he passed, my mom remarried and things started breaking down in our house. The faucets would drip, shower heads wouldn't work, etc. And my stepdad would always fix each item. One day, after my mom and stepdad had been married for a while, my stepdad was fixing the lawnmower when a socket rolled from beneath the lawnmower with the initials EM, which are my stepdad's initials. It was lightly etched on the side in my dad's handwriting. My stepdad definitely did not carve out his initials on any of my dad's old stuff. From then on out, anytime he couldn't find something in the basement, he'd say, okay man, where are you hiding it? And the tool or the item would magically appear. That story was sent from Jamie Higgins in Providence, Rhode Island. When my daughter still lived with me, she'd spend the night at her boyfriend's house sometimes, but she would always make sure to text me and let me know if she was. One night, I hadn't received a text from her yet, so I assumed that she would be back, but probably just late. I went to bed and I began to fall asleep when I heard the front door open and close. Now, I'm used to hearing my daughter come in and tell me, Hi, Mom. I'm home. But several minutes went by with nothing but complete silence. Now, because of that, I semi-woke up to see that there was a figure at the end of my bed. In a wavery voice, the figure said, Let me in. I sat straight up in the bed and yelled for it to go away. The figure disappeared, and a couple of minutes after that, I received a text from my daughter saying that she was spending the night at her boyfriend's house. It then dawned on me that I heard someone come into my house, saw something at the foot of my bed, and the whole time my kid hadn't even been home for the entire day. 
That story is from Jennifer in London, England. You have been listening to Hillbilly Horror Stories Presents Eerie Encounters. If you have an eerie encounter that you would like read on the show, please send it to hillbillyhorrorstories at gmail.com.